0: This week on Commander's Paradise, we're talking about white. The power of the basic playing and harnessing the white mana to do what exactly? Well, that's what we're here to find out. So, enjoy. Welcome to Commander's Paradise. Today we're talking about white and what it does in Commander and some of our favorite cards. Yes. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm one of your hosts and my co-host over here is... My name's Tyler. His name is Tyler, everybody. So what exactly are we getting into today? Uh, We're talking about the color white and
1: its place in the Commander format. What we like about it, what we don't like about it. Maybe talk a little bit about its reputation as being the worst color, which I don't know if it is anymore. No, um,
0: I would definitely say not.
1: Especially in depending on your meta and depending on what power level you're at, it's really gone up a lot because it basically, especially with all the stuff they printed in the last like two years, like white's just kind of gotten supercharged. I mean, it's still got its weaknesses, which is fine. I think every color should have its weaknesses, but like it's the stuff is good at. It's still really, really good at. And then it's just kind of got a little low end just kind of got raised.
0: I don't know. I think it's solid. Yeah, it's like the introduction to a hi-fi system. It's like music was good before the 808 was invented, but White recently found out how to use the 808, so it's a little bit more bumping. Oh, yeah. I think that comes just a lot from not even necessarily like pushed mythics or rares. It's just like even the commons and uncommons. Mm -hmm. Like there's a silence that was printed in um, Brothers War, called like Calamity's Wake, I think. It's one in a white, and it's exile all graveyards, and no one can cast spells this turn. Insane. Just like, yeah, it's just like strictly the commons that are printing have been pushed a little bit, so they're just like generically better. Mm -hmm. We're still not going to be like, oh, I'm going to draw my whole deck playing mono white, but like that's that's not the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want that. Yeah, and we're about to get into what the point is. So some of the strengths of white, I would say are easily like the removal packages.
1: Oh, yeah. It's got the best removal in the format because it can get basically any permanent. It can get with generous gifts. It can get anything, any permanent. It can't. I guess it can't get like non-basic lands very well, which is fine. Um, That's probably the least the one thing you're kind of worried about the least because it it can exile creatures with efficiently. It's got source of plowshares and it's got path to exile. That's like the best creature removal in the format for the most part, besides the stuff that's free. Um, yeah. Um, but technically it has a free one as solitude.
0: I'm checking one thing. Cause I think you can salt blast anything. That's not white. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Salt blast is a three and two white for sorcery. So like not at all a stellar rate, but the text box just says destroy target, non white permanent. Whoa. So you could get rid of any basic land. Yeah. Or non basic. Um, yeah. 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 Or yeah. non basic. So I think it'd be funnier to just, just salt blast an island. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there are like white just has that ability to deal with almost and pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the rate. But it's creatures. pretty good.
1: I mean, because it gets like, like Heliod's Intervision is like two white and then X and destroy X target artifacts and enchantments. So, I mean, it's four mana blow up two things at instant speed. I mean, and then just, and then it has a, like a second mode, like gain a bunch of F gain X life. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So that's really good. And then Lauren at the third pass just came out, which is just a white reclamation sage, which is amazing. And then it, you can just tap her, you and target opponent draw a card. Like that's amazing.
0: Yeah. That's really good.
1: Like so good. Cause it's just Rex Sage is a staple. That's a, and it's just Rex Sage with upside. It just will draw you cards, you know, and like having your <coughs> friend, draw a card is fine. No,
0: absolutely. And especially in a four player game, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you just pick the person who's man is screwed. Yeah. Like the person who's not doing anything, which kind of helps your friend. I don't know. helps have a more fun game. Why wouldn't you want your friend to draw a card? Yeah. Why would you be playing this game? If you're the only one that wants to draw cards. Yeah. I think that also leads us into the, another thing that white is really good at, which is like taxing and spreading out value. Mm -hmm. It's really good at like punishing someone for taking too much Or if someone's not getting enough, it's able to spread out the wealth a little bit, which is really sick. I think that's like a fun mechanic, especially in Commander. Not talking about like Secret Rendezvous or anything like that, but more of like a Mangara the Diplomat situation, Mm -hmm. which is three and a white. He's a lifelink 2-4. And whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you or a Planeswalker, you control, draw a card. And whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. Yeah. So like kind of keeps everyone like responsible or like
1: if they're not being like, if they're not playing honest magic, you're going to like get a benefit for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that leads into like smothering tithe and stuff too, where mm-hmm. it's like, if they're just like for really balling out, you're also going to ball out. But I think it's fun because the flavor is not that you're balling out on your own. I'm trying to think of how to say it. You aren't the thing that's, like, making your deck turn super hard, you're just, like, putting up a bunch of taxes that every time your opponent does stuff, you get stuff. Mm-hmm. And it that, in and of itself, stacks up on top of each other. And then you just end up playing one of, like, the white bombs, like Archangel of Thune or something like yeah. that, and then just start smacking face. Yeah. There's also that cool new card, uh, Master of Ceremonies. Oh, that card is awesome. Yeah. I had that in my, in
1: my list. It's a four mana, three, four. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent chooses money, friends, or secrets. For each player who chose money, you and that player each create a treasure token. For each player who choose friends, you each create a one one green citizen creature token. And for each player who chooses secrets, you and that player draw a card. So, like, you're sharing the resources um, and just drawing or making treasure are making bodies and all. I mean, white loves all those things. I mean, everyone loves all those things, but it does like like one ones. Um, yeah. so
0: weenies, yeah, white weenies, white weenies. So and master of ceremonies is is also like a really good, I think pivot because a lot of the uh, it feels like a lot of the early white tax stuff is dependent on your opponents doing stuff where a lot of the newer white tax stuff is like you're actually like benefiting from all of it but you're mm-hmm. spreading out little bits of it yeah so like each opponent can only pick once but you're getting that you're getting all three so they either have to take the l and just get like a maybe a one one they don't want that you could push with or you're all drawing cards or you're all making treasure tokens yeah. so i think that's a really cool space yes yeah, space. I know what like they're no, pushing like into. no
1: other color does that
0: no yeah Because it's like taxes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because you you couldn't
0: imagine any of the other colors even necessarily having like the infrastructure to do that. Yeah. Because black would take it all for itself. Blue would probably be pretty unoccupied with a lot of it in a hunt for knowledge. Yeah. Green's just tearing it up out there and red's just smashing stuff. Yeah. And like very,
1: yeah. Everything else is very like kind of self-oriented or green is oblivious to like anyone else It's just kind of because it's more nature it's just kind of is you know it doesn't really care what anyone else is doing but white being focused (laughs) on what everyone else is doing is just seems very white in flavor so it's cool that they're starting to do that mechanically as well
0: yeah and that dichotomy of like black being selfish and white making sure everyone is taken care of yeah so if you don't play a mono white deck You're not a socialist. Yeah. Sorry. More stuff that White is good
1: at. It's good. It's got a lot of equipment synergies, enchantment synergies. Reanimator is big in White now. They're getting more and more of it. It, like, used to have a lot more in the past, and then kind of like in, like, the 2010s, they didn't really do a lot of that space, but they're bringing it back, which
0: is really interesting. Life gain synergies. Because that was the whole Selesnya archetype in... Dominaria remastered. Yeah, it was, was Threshold. Threshold and yeah. what would, which uh we did a draft recently that had Reanimator as green and white, I thought. I might be thinking of something else, but well, it was graveyard. It
1: was threshold. And there was some I think there was some spells that got stuff back from your graveyard. In there.
0: I think there was. I can't, yeah. I might have misread the text box. Yeah, no, but it's a that's a fun space too, because it's like not blacks like necromancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
1: saving creatures or Bringing and it can bring like kind of any permanent back, which is big because yeah. black can bring back as many creatures as it wants, but that's kind of it. But white can bring back creatures and artifacts and enchantments and sometimes planeswalkers, like it can bring back oh, definitely. whatever, um, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, and they're also leaning into a lot of artifact stuff now because there's mm-hmm. a lot of metal craft and stuff. Yeah, or there has been, and there are certain more new ones with Kamigawa and stuff, yeah. I feel like so it is still weird it's definitely 100 the best support color oh absolutely like if you're gonna yeah. put any other color into your commander deck it should be white yeah like <laughs> for sure
1: like it just makes anything better because it's like green can't hit creatures well white can hit creatures blue can't hit a lot of permanents i mean it can deal with creatures but it can't hit enchantments at all it can't hit it can barely hit artifacts but white's got you covered blue oh black it can't get Artifacts or enchantments, well, and white gets it. Same with red. You know, it just kind of covers all your bases um, in terms of removal packages and reanimation in non black colors. Um, green has it a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but not to the same extent.
1: But, and just the board wipes in white are insane too. That's, yeah. Cause they're just so flexible. And like, there's like 20 like rare. Um, There's so many. And they're all like, you can always find one that's like the best card in your deck. Like stick together. is like the party one. It's like you make a party, like everyone makes a party and then sacrifices the rest of the creatures. Like that's insane. It's like if you're a party deck and then you're, so obviously you're going to keep all your best stuff. And then everyone else maybe has a wizard or a cleric and then (laughs) just wrecks or damning verdict destroys all creatures without without counters on them. So yeah, if you're in a dedicated one's... counter deck, you're keeping your board and then everyone else destroys all their creatures.
0: Like insane. What was the one that I was playing all that weekend? Invoke oh, the winds or no. something? No winds of abandon is winds the of dumbest abandon.
1: card in the world. In- it's like white, Sane. white cyclonic rift. Like it's not, well, obviously it's not as good as cyclonic rift, but it's it- cheaper mana
0: wise and cost wise. Yeah. It- and it definitely goes, it definitely pushes the game forward in a really crazy way. Cause like, you wipe everyone's board, but your own, but they all get basic lands yeah, in place like of path, those. It's like a group. <laughs> it's like an <laughs> overload.
1: It's a two mana path to exile, and then you can overload it for six. Yes. Yeah. I forgot you could overload it. Which is insane. So you exile all creatures you don't control. Like, what the hell? That's yeah, crazy. Just gone. Yeah. People need to play that card more. Absolutely. Every single time you cast it that weekend
0: was a blowout. Something happened. It destroyed like the like the face of the game it was insane yeah it immediately would switch because it was just something would happen it was and it's so fun giving everyone that many lands because like i didn't get that many lands but my whole deck's based around making treasure yeah uh shout out brody thank you brody for making me that deck yeah that deck is uh, really cool yeah if you and your play group get a chance we did the uh secret santa but in um, february for uh Magic that we got the idea from the Howling Salt Mine. Shout out. Um, Yeah, shout out those guys. Uh, Go listen to that podcast. And we all made decks for each other with a $100 budget. Um, We just proxied the whole thing, so Mm -hmm. that way it was just easier for everybody time-wise and um, expense-wise. It was like $10 a deck, basically. Yeah, Yeah. and it was great because then we just got together. Everyone exchanged decks. Because we had that budget, all the decks worked and functioned in the same power level. So all the games felt like really fair and it was a great time. But yeah, every time I cast that my whole deck was based around making treasures with pirates. So I didn't really have to worry about the extra land ramp and then everyone else started doing crazy stuff. Cause everyone got like four or five more lands. Yeah. Inadvertently accidentally gave Josh's Titania deck. Oh, the absolute W. I was like, Oh, I'm going to winds of Abandon next turn. I'll smack. And he just went, well, I'm just going to sack everything and make everything a gigantic, like seven, five yeah. beat face. In that circumstance, maybe you don't cast it, but it was awesome. It was still cool. Was I'd cool. still do yeah. it again.
1: <laughs> Tragic arrogance is like one of the best board wipes in the format. does like that one do? Five minutes sorcery. For each permanent type on the battlefield. For each opponent, you choose a permanent of each permanent type that they control. And then
0: including you. So each player, sorry. Here, let me just pull up the card. I'll read it. Hell yeah. While you're pulling that up, I'm just gonna mention one of the ones I think is really fun is uh Vanquish the Horde. Also insane, yeah. Yeah, it costs however it costs one less for each creature on the battlefield. And it's two white and some amount of mana, but it almost always ends up costing just two white yeah, to it's wipe like a the entire the text, board. Yeah. And I think that's just such an easy one to toss into any deck. Yeah. Tragic Arrogance. For each player, you may choose from among
1: the permanents that player controls an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker. Then each player sacrifices all other non-land permanents he or she controls. So it's sacrifice. So it gets right around all your indestructible stuff. And you choose. So it's like, I keep my commander. I keep my busted enchantment. I keep my lightning greaves. And then you keep your sapperling and your treasure token and then get rid of all your other shit. And like, sorry. And so you keep all your best stuff. They lose everything. All the important stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. And you do that for each player. So like you just five mana completely warp the board is crazy.
0: Yeah, that's also, it's kind of crazy to, like, it's not mind slaver or anything, but it's mind slaver for, like, half a second. You're yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to change how this all looks, and then I'm going to kick some ass. Yeah, That's also, like, how I felt when you cast re, uh, Balancing Act. Yeah, that a card was
1: super sick. Yeah, that card was I so I had never heard fun. of that, but that, like, was, oh, that's a wild card. I'll pull that up.
0: Yeah, I have had that. I have one that I've, I've been bouncing around decks, but I never got a chance to cast it. And when you played it, I was like... Oh, damn, that really does hit like yeah. as hard as it should. That's it's a so little fun.
1: underrated because it's a four mana sorcery. Each player chooses a number of permanents he or she controls equal to the n- number of permanents controlled by the player who controls the fewest, then sacrifices the rest. Each player discards cards from his or her hand the same way, so it kind of just keeps everyone else honest in like the white way. Um, but it sacrifices permanent, so it, can tr- it includes all your land. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, it really
0: does punish like a- anyone who's overran, yeah, and it
1: punished you because you had all those treasure tokens. Yeah, and so it's like I mean, you had to w- just sacrifice all your treasure tokens, which I mean, that's an easy thing to sacrifice because you can get more. But it still just sets you back because I mean you spent resources getting all those treasure tokens, and I'm building
0: up to something eventually. Yeah, you know, so and it's- then.
1: If you're in a certain deck where, like, you're not very heavy on board, you know, you can, like, you have, like, a, like, a important creature and, like, in, like, a, like, a, what's it called? Like, a propaganda or um the white one, go see Prison. Yeah. And, like, that's it. So, you're just kind of walled up, chilling. Then you play that and, like, everyone has to sacrifice all their stuff. It's insane.
0: Yeah. And it's awesome, too, because it's also discard down, too, which just punishes anyone who drew too much. And, like, for the deck that you're running the idea was to reanimate too. So the idea is that you have more cards in hand, you can dump some of the big stuff in there, but it's uh, I thought it was really cool. I think it's a fun card Yeah, and it's no, uh, it,
1: it worked well when I cast it too. It really like shaped the game a lot.
0: So white board wipes and removal, always a
1: top yeah. 10 out of 10. And then it's also got the stack stuff. which yes. um, People may not like, but like it's some light stacks. It, I think is super, super like good for the game. It just kind of keeps people honest, but like, don't hard lock your opponent out in your casual game, but unless, like, we're all rule zero to cool with that, you know? But, like, Archon of ameria just kind of slows stuff down, you know? Or the Thalia that just makes non-basics enter tapped, Yeah. Creatures enter tapped, stuff like that, you know? It just kind of keeps people...
0: Slows everything down a little bit. And know? also, like, Containment Priest. Oh, yeah. Just, like, keeping where you're playing stuff from, honest. Yeah. And um, it, um, it's kind of bumped wide up in
1: C D H too, because it's, like... A lot of really, really good decks run white. Like Blue Farm is Sands green because it just doesn't need green. Green doesn't really do anything in CDH really. So white is kind of better than green in, in, up in CDH now. And Winota is one of the best decks in the format because when Winota is busted, but like it, it's Winota stacks, you know, and yeah. it's the white stack stuff that really like kind of keeps people at bay. So
0: it's the one it's that really only lets you tutor the top four of your library. It's um, like top. Avid Mind level. Sensor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aven yeah. Mind Sensor is really good. Because that's anytime someone's like, oh, I'm going to Vampiric Tutor for my combo piece. It's like, well, Luke. hopefully it's in the top four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of the fun part about like real white stack stuff, too, is that it doesn't totally lock you out. It is kind of just like there's a little you can still do stuff like Containment Priest. You can still play stuff. You just can't like. Sneak it out of your graveyard or something. You're just going to be honest. You got to cast it the
1: old-fashioned way by tapping your lands for the mana and putting it onto the stack and then putting it into play. Yeah,
0: it's got to resolve. Yeah. Don't don't sneak it in.
1: None of this cheaty pants stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And even in a casual setting, like a couple, like like five of those types of cards is really good. Because it just really keeps stuff in check. Um, it's fun when someone casts like an Agadem Awakening, and you flash in a Containment Priest, and then they just spent like eight, nine mana for nothing.
1: That's stuff that white is not good at kind of winning the game. Like blue has tons of combos, tons of blue combos. Black has tons of combos. Green has greater hoofs and like mono green, like Marwyn kind of just get an infinite mana and then do something, you know, an overrun or like just make everything huge, you know? And then white doesn't have a lot of combos. It's got like Heliod and walking Um Yeah.
0: Karma guide and revel, karma
1: guard, revel arc and, and like alter dementia, um, which is solid. I mean, those are really good, but like, so how does white win the game? Just kind of the old fashioned way, just kind of punch face. And it is good at that, you know, but it's just not as efficient and as the other colors and, and in, commander is kind of a combo format. Like that is kind of the best way to win. Definitely the most, like the the best way to win is with
0: combos, but yeah, that's if you're trying to just like, when people are like games have to end, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the easiest way to do it. Cause it does just take everyone out. Everyone shuffles up at the same time yeah. where if you're playing like strictly battle cruiser mm-hmm. combat damage, which is also fun, fine. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But like, you're just going to have those moments where someone sits out for 45 minutes and then someone sits out for 20 minutes, you know, and then it's a one-on-one game for 20 minutes, you know, yeah. it just is a little bit slower to of a way to like
1: finish the game. But in lower power, I think that's still really good because it's got ways to buff everything with like a chroma's will. Yeah. Stuff like that. And um, it's
0: got, like we were saying, it's got the stacks pieces that hold everyone else, kind of make everyone else poke each mm-hmm. other. And then, and then uh, when it's just down to you and the other person, you're like, oh, well, now I've got all my little dudes out. I'm going to start swinging or I've got like 85 life. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot better at holding up and waiting for the game to end than it is like pushing the game to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? What else are you thinking? I think that's kind of it, honestly. I
1: mean, yeah. what, I mean, it's just not as good as. I mean, I think at this point it's fine in card draw. It's got better ramp than every other color, except green, of course. But that's what green's supposed to do. But it's got no other color like directly gets lands into play. Yeah, white's the only color, non-green <laughs> color that does that. So it's like the best at ramp. Yeah, um, besides dockside, but that doesn't count because that card's a mistake. You know,
0: like, (laughs) yeah, I think if one card stands out as the thing that doesn't mean red's good at ramp. Yeah. Like they
1: they just have a mistake card, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: If you remove the dock side on the stack, like what is red ramp anything else?
1: No. And so, I mean, they have like some like burst ramp, like mana geysers and stuff, but like it doesn't have any permanent ramp. Black has some like high, high, like late game ramp with like cabal coffers, cabal Stronghold. Um, Phyrexian Tower stuff
0: like that as yeah. so a ways to get extra dark ritual color dark, ritual yeah but not permanent ramp well that's um black and red are kind of the same in that is if you get up to about 5-6 mana you can start making a bunch of mana mm-hmm. but you're not gonna sit there like turn 3 and be like oh I'm gonna throw this mountain onto the battlefield tapped from this little dude I just played nope. you know it's like only white and green are gonna actually pull lands from the deck onto the battlefield yeah yeah, I think White's card draw is fine. I think it's it falls in the, under that realm of tax where it's still kind of dependent on what other people are doing yeah. unless you're just, like blinking yeah. Spirited Companion. You know, unless you're like making yourself draw cards, it's still a little dependent, but like that's, that's fine because you can draw two cards in a turn, you know, mm-hmm. and that's still more than some people are going to draw in a turn. Especially
1: so. when you're pairing it with the other ways that the other colors can draw cards, then you're like totally fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. So again, it's just, it benefits from the splash and the mix of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's cool that even the stuff that it's, like, weak in, it's not necessarily, like, awful at. Yeah, I, I don't think it's awful at anything anymore. No. Like, it definitely used to be awful at
1: drawing cards, but, like, now there's plenty of ways to draw cards. Yeah. Just okay. enough, especially when you pair it with the other colors.
0: Should we hop into, like, some of our white decks and some of our favorite White cards?
1: Yeah, we could do um our de- our personal decks if you
0: want. Sure. What's your What's your mono white deck? My mono white deck is the dude I've already talked about, but it's Mangara the Diplomat, and it's just a whole mono white like soft tax deck where everything is kind of built for me to get value off of everybody else doing stuff, and then eventually I play. Uh, some big like six drop that makes me a bunch of tokens. There's an Archangel of Thune and an Aether Reservoir in there. Um, so it kind of like pumps everything up. And then also I'm stronghold myself and then I have my Death Star. So there's a, it kind of has a multiple outlets and there's lots of ways to draw cards and stuff like that. I think it's a lot of fun. It definitely is just, uh, a little unassuming you have to take it those first couple yeah. of decks or first couple of turns to just sit there and let everyone else do their thing and you're like "Ooh, i draw a card Ooh, i draw a card and then you start slamming it down like turn six seven it's a lot of fun i really enjoyed it i also like literally just found it i thought i lost it so i'm like i haven't played it in a while but it's cool yeah it always um it's pretty resilient just because
1: it Draws you cards for doing, for when your opponents do the thing they want to be doing, which is attacking with creatures and casting spells. Yeah. So, it just, as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do, you're going to be doing what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the attacking one is a little easier for people to, like, move around. They're like, oh, I'm just not going to attack you. Which Which is is good. Good. Yeah. But then they're not going to stop playing spells per turn because mm-hmm. everyone ends up playing like three spells in turn you know what i mean so it's like like i'm just gonna let you draw the card and i'm like okay cool oh no it's a planes. you know what i mean and then i slam down aetherflux slam down uh sarah's embassy and then i'm like pretty much just sitting there chilling yeah it's a lot of fun it's also it's a fun politic deck at the table because you kind of have to like people might be like ryan oh ryan draw f- three cards that turn and you're like yeah but like Look at what they're doing. Like, I only have Mangara, uh, the Ghostly Prison, and, like, my Slith Ascendant. You know what I mean? I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's fun. I dig it. But what's your mono white deck? I got God Eternal Oketra,
1: and I love her a lot. I think she's super, super fun. She's a five-mana zombie god with double strike. She's, like, a three-six double strike. And then whenever you cast a creature spell, you also make a four-four zombie with Vigilance. Which is crazy because that's what white wants to do is just cast a bunch of creature spells. And so it's just kind of you cast your small white weenies that have like little value, like your spirited companions or your knight of the white orchid, like the good white creatures, the staple white creatures. And then you also just make a bunch of four fours and then you just swing.
0: That's and the four fours are huge. Yeah, it's and crazy. Oketra's body is massive. Three's a, yeah, three a six, three, double six double strike, strike is insane. How am I supposed to deal with that?
1: Yeah. And then when she dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you can put her in the top three. So she's like not indestructible like some of the other gods, but she's resilient. Like she's got ways to just immediately start coming back, um, which is really sick. And it's, it's super fun. get to play some really weird cards. Like, the best card on the deck is White Main Lion, which is a two-mana cat with flash, and when it enters the battlefield, you return a creature to your hand. So you just cast it and then return it to your hand. And then if you have Pearl Medallion or, like, the Oketra's Monument, which makes white spells cost oh, less, yeah. you just one mana, and then you just, at some, you pass turn, uh, you kind of leave a bunch of mana open, you just kind of chill and just seem unassuming. And then at like the end step before you turn your turn you just dump all your mana into casting white main lane like six times and you make six four fours which is amazing yeah she's super fun yeah um, and she just rewards you for doing what white is already good at
0: yeah and she's super resilient yeah, the very, whole deck is really resilient yeah because i got a bunch of
1: those creatures there's white main lion there's like core Skyfisher or something like that mm-hmm. there's stone cloaker just a bunch of things that ETB return a creature to your hand, so you just play a bunch of those, and then just mono white good stuff, which yeah. is cool.
0: Yeah, at that point you're just filling it with things to get rid of everything else. Yeah, and board wipes. So yeah, should put woods of Abandoned in the deck. I probably should. Yeah, because that would actually be really brutal. Exile everyone's stuff, Creatures, and then, and then I got all my four fours that I can just like. Yeah, yeah, that's horrifying. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get one of those. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's fun. Uh, I, everyone should build a mono-white deck. I think it's just a f- interesting time. Yeah. It's definitely, it doesn't run like a normal yeah. commander That might deck. be
1: another weakness is that I feel like mono-white doesn't have a, as many cool commanders. I feel like we just named two of the coolest ones.
0: Yeah, probably, maybe. I think there's a lot of cool, solid stuff out there, though. I, I just can't think of any off the top of
1: my head. Yeah, now we're pulling up mono-white commanders. Damn, where would the EDH community be without EDA Trek? <laughs> okay, so you got Giada, Font of Hope. That's cool. Angel Tribal. It's cool if you're really an Angel Tribal. It's a little one note, but I mean that's all Tribal decks. So I don't know. I have a Mono Red Dragon deck. It's definitely one note, and I I still love it. So Giada's really cool. Light Paws, Emperor's Voice is a menace. That's a crazy card. Really, really annoying and busted and extremely fast. So that's a good option. Heliod, Sun Crowned. Darren King of Keldor, is sick.
0: Yeah, that I card is I think that's cool. the
1: coolest mono-white commander, probably. It's a three, five mana, three or six mana 3-3, three, three, so it's kind of expensive. But whenever you're dealt damage, you may create that many 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens. So it's stuff to just, like, make yourself take damage. Like, you play Mana Crypt, and then you take Mana Crypt damage, and then you make 3 one ones And it's like, like you want to take the Mana Crypt damage. Like, that's so cool.
0: Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Stuff like that.
1: So yeah. He's pretty cool. New Ellis Norn mural, Shield of Archive from Brothers Ward, like a Grand Abolisher that makes tokens, like Adeline. Also, Adeline Resplendent Cathar is kind of crazy. Makes a bunch of tokens. Oswald Fiddlebender, Fiddlebender, kind of cool. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's like a birthing pod for artifacts on a commander, which is interesting. Then you got Shram. Shram is classic, and same with Teshar and Shram are both like either Aura's equipment or is like historic spells. Yeah, Teshar is cool. I haven't seen that card. Ooh, there is a new kind of cool one. Preston the Vanisher from Jumpstart this year. Whenever oh, another yeah. non token enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a zero one white illusion. And then you can pay one in a white and sacrifice five illusions to exile target on land permanent. So you can weaponize so it's blink, mono white blink. And it's a rabbit wizard. So I mean white custom sauce. Just not as Kind of busted as some other mono uh monocolor commanders, which is fine. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like the like the commander side of it just isn't as like flashy. That's a good word for it. Definitely not flashy. Yeah, because there's it's it's just playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to play Rick. Rick. I, I don't know why I don't give a shit about universes beyond and stuff like that. But something just feels so weird about scrolling through the commanders and just seeing. Just like a man, a man. Yeah. Just like a, a man. <laughs> Ooh, there's actually
1: two really sick, uh, monocolor commanders, um, that came out like the last couple of years of Celestine, the living saint from Warhammer five mana flying lifelink, human warrior three, four at the beginning of your incept return target creature with mana value extra less from your graveyard to the battlefield where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. So like a big reanimator life gain deck. In mono white, which is super interesting, and then Ao the Dawn Sky is the coolest deck in the world. I don't know if you've seen like um, Ao CEDH, yeah, but it's so awesome. So they got they got some sauce. It's just not yeah, not flashy.
0: Scrolling back up to him, Ao the Dawn Sky is a three mana and two white Spirit Dragon with flying vigilance as a four five. And when it dies, either look at the top seven cards of your library and put any number of non-land permanents with total mana value, total mana value, four or less from among them onto the battlefield and put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Or uh, put two 1-1 counters on each permanent you control that's a creature or vehicle. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, especially because in CEDH, all the mana value is like really low because you don't need anything like that. So you're basically like barfing your combo onto the battlefield over and over and over and over. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of, it's more about how you'd like build the mono white deck than it is who like heads the mono white deck. Yeah. Except I, I feel like Avra, uh, high Clon witness is kind of fun. It's a four and two white life link four, four. And it says, and it's an avatar. And for four generic mana, you exchange your life total with its power. So like initially you would, your life total would become four and your, its power would become whatever your life total is. Um, but it's also got life links. So when it smacks for like 23 or 34 damage, you get all that life back and then you
1: can kind of just keep going from there. And just gain that much life and having that many life gain triggers like a, like in a Johnny's prime now. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a 34, 34 Johnny's prime out now.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it also, I mean, is sick for Aetherflux. And then the other thing is it kind of compounds each turn because then you could hit again and then pay four to swap your life total with its power. Mm-hmm. Or give it double strike. Yeah. It, I think it's fun. It's a cool It's a cool card. It's just kind of weird, you yeah, know? Yeah,
1: it's really jank. But it is cool.
0: Yeah, and then there's like Kimba, Ka, Regent. Just make a... Two, two cat for all the equipment attached to it weird but if you wanted to go hard on it you could make probably make a dick ton of cats yeah and white's good with equipment so it would probably be good yeah just yeah just not super flashy just a lot of uh generic putting your shoes on and go to work do you want to hop in maybe we could list like our i don't know like our top three white cards or something like that yeah let's let's do it okay hell yeah my one of my top white cards this is this is my my one i think everyone should be if you're gonna run like a mono white deck i think you should absolutely throw this card in there oh we are kind of like um we're not going to talk about like the staples like no
1: smothering tithe no land tax no esper sentinel we're talking about like kind of like like i mean yeah obviously play those cards they're really really good but like we want to talk about more interesting cards
0: yeah you, every If you listen to every podcast and all we ever talked about was Smothering Tide, then like, what's the point? What's the point? Um, so we're going to talk about cards that like we think are cool. And uh, like, yeah, obviously a good card is a good card. But yeah, none of the, none of the, like the top ranking cards are probably going to be in those, in this top three list. So we're just saying things that we think are fun. And the first one is, my first one is fun for so many reasons. It's called Blind Obedience. And it's one in a white. The art is pretty lit. It's an enchantment and it says artifacts and creatures your opponent's control. Enter the battlefield tapped. And it has extort, which is really cool and doesn't actually change the color identity of the card. um, Which I think is just a really fun fact. But it's uh, whenever you cast a spell, you may pay Orzhov. So a white or a black And if you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. So you would be gaining, everyone would lose a life and you would gain three life in a normal commander setting. I think this card is sick because it's two mana. It has extort, which is solid life gain. It also is draining life, which is something that white doesn't normally do Mm -hmm. and is a good way to kind of just get incremental value over the game. And also everything that your opponents play aside from lands that matters is going to enter tapped. So it is. It's just slowing everybody else down, which I think, like we were talking, is solid for White because you need those couple early turns to like slow down a little bit to be able to play the bigger stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's my number one card, blind obedience. It's cool. It's got awesome art. Yeah, it's very cool. It's like a and it's not that oppressive. It just
1: kind of like slows slows you down a turn. I, like you'll I'm, be
0: fine. Excuse me. Monsters have summoning sickness. Monsters. Ooh, this ooh. man's been cheating. He's yeah. been uh, p- Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it's starting to turn red. Um, creatures don't have haste. They have summoning sickness. So What are you gonna do with them anyway? Yeah, just don't worry about the entering taft. It's fine. And you don't need that extra artifact, right? But you can wait till your next turn. So that's that's my top card I think people should should play in a like a mono white deck. Yeah. I still
1: so mine is my first one is kind of like a generic choice it's up there but I might, i'm i am i am just bringing it up because i think it's still good it still goes in every single deck i have with white it's sun titan it's still good it's i mean sun at, titan. yeah sun titan at because at six mana for a six six vigilance that's just a solid rate for the body itself <laughs> yeah and then it's etb reanimate a permanent with mana value three or less so you're getting for six mana. I think that's still a good amount of value. And then whenever it attacks, it's a, it's like a really good blocker. Six power is a great blocker. And then it's got, it's a good attacker cause it's got six power. So and it's just repeated reanimation. So if you got a fetch land, you can just start like ramping.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: slowly, but it's still ramp, you know? I mean, it's better than if you're not in green, no other color is going to be ramping an extra land every turn. And then I run it in my Falco Spara deck because all the important pieces in Falco are three mana or less. So it's like literally one of the best cards in the deck because it like gets my Ozolith back. It gets my Good Fortune Unicorn back. Oh, yeah. It gets my um, Sensei's Divining Talk back. It gets my Devoted Druid back. Like any like annoying like piece in that deck is three mana or less. And it gets just all that stuff back. And it's like so it's just the most efficient way to get all that stuff back. And then you just have a big, big, uh, big. And then you just have a big attacker. Sorry, I was talking too fast. When I was running out of breath. I was dying, but I'm I'm back.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, and it's. I think that's like a classic commander card. Like no, you is. were yeah. you were to toss up like a like replace Sol Ring with Sun Titan as the face of the format. I I'm, I have I already did that. <laughs> you already did that. Yeah, and oh, I didn't in get the email. No, that's okay no it's sick it's a very cool card it's just it's still good it's still still play it That's, still worth it yeah yeah it is it just do be putting in work you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's i feel like it's also one of the few like six drops that they be putting in pre-cons that are worth keeping in sometimes sometimes the top end of those decks is like big cards that don't always feel like they're doing a whole lot but you slap down a sun titan and just kind of keep going And the art's awesome. And there's some cool secret layers. Like there's one from the
1: countdown kit. That's really, really awesome. And then there was one from like a dual deck that looks, yeah, it's like a Spartan,
0: like dual wielding long swords. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's one of the best arts for Sun Titan. Yeah. And it's a dollar for that one. That's pretty sick. And also speaking about the art, I saw someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone was tweeting about it the other day. We didn't get uh we got a call-time alt art for all of the Titans except Sun Titan. So if we could just yeah. get that moving wizards, that would be I need awesome. One. Yeah. Quarter two is gonna be really bad for Hasbro if we do not get the call time Sun Titan art. So just saying. <laughs> Um. Anything else you want to say about the luscious haired? No, I think I I said my piece about it. Gorgeous. My second card is Lion Sash from Neon Dynasty. It's one in a white artifact creature equipment cat, and it's a one one. It says for one in a white or no, excuse me. This is why it's busted. For one white, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a permanent card, put a one one counter on Lion Sash. It has reconfigure two, so it can be a creature or it can be an equipment. And equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each, plus one, plus one counter on line, Sash. I think it's it's just awesome. It's goes with any equipment synergy. It is really awesome, graveyard hate. It also gets value if there's nothing to hate on. You can just remove lands from any graveyard and still get it. And it bumps creatures, like, ludicrously. And if you remove the creature that it's attached to, it still comes back down to the battlefield. So it has to be removed as, like, the artifact first, which is sick. I think it's a really cool card. It's an insane card because
1: it's repeated graveyard hate and it's, like, surgical graveyard hate, which is kind of niche. Like, not a lot of cards, especially in that rate. Yeah. Repeatable, like, for one, it's one white mana. So One white mana, Yeah. yeah. But, like, you can be, like... Cause I mean, black, like Bajuka bog, you, like exile someone's whole graveyard, which can be catastrophic. But like if you really just want to get rid of like I mean, they got like some instants and sorceries that don't matter, but they got one annoying card in their graveyard that they're looping, like a grave crawler that they're looping, or I don't know. You know, the one the one thing you need to get rid of in their graveyard, you can do it for yeah. one mana is just super good.
0: It's pretty aggressive hate for Abzan colors. Yes. Because like yes. we were saying, white's really good at reanimating, but what, hap- what do you have to have to reanimate something? Something in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. What does this get rid of? Something in the graveyard. You yeah. know what I mean? And then it gets rid of black's necromancy, and then it gets rid of any of the weird like regrowth stuff, or is it, no, eternal witness? Yeah, eternal witness. Yeah, yeah. it stops eternal witness, and you can do it at instant speed. Mm-hmm. So someone will be like, oh, I eternal witness, and you're like, for what? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Ooh. You're like, I remove everything from your graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, oh, well, they
1: target something because it, it's ETB return target card from your graveyard and then oh, you just yeah. remove that target. No, that's true too, yeah. And it synergizes with equipment. It synergizes with creatures. It synergizes with cats. It's it a cat. turns Metalcraft on. It uh, it synergizes with plus one counters. It's good with Voltron commanders. It's just like, it's such a versatile card. It does everything for two mana. Yeah, it's, it's just not wild. flashy, but <gasps> it's so good. Like, basically, I think every white deck should run Lion's Sash.
0: I think, honestly, any deck that can should probably try and run it at times. Yeah. Just because it's it's there's going to be a moment where someone's like, I'm going to get the big thing back, and you're like, no, you're not. Yeah, but what's your number two card? What you cooking?
1: Um, I got Search for Glory. Oh, yes. Search for Glory. Um, In Casual Commander, I think it's, like, the best tutor in the format obviously not as good as like your busted like $40 tutors. I guess they're really cheap now because of a Dominaria remastered. But the good tutors, you know, the one mana and two mana tutors. But
0: for your lower power games, Search for Glory is insane. Search for Glory is really good. And it's I'm also... pulling up
1: the card right now.
0: One of the, um, I think it has to be snow. Yes. But it's one of the few ways to search up a land. Yeah. So it's two in a white for a snow sorcery, which could matter.
1: Probably will never matter, but it could matter. Search your library for a snow permanent card, a legendary card, or a saga. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library, and you gain one life for each snow spent to cast this spell. So if you build around this card, it's crazy because it gets any legendary permanent or a legendary card. It can get Planeswalkers. It can get Nyxos. It can get... Any it, legendary creature ever? It's legendary uh, card.
0: Legendary card. Because then you can get legendary sorceries too. Yeah,
1: which is a little niche, but if you're in a legendary deck, that's really good because you can get Urza's Ruinous Blast and board wipe, or you can get the big.
0: You um, get like the moss Vile
1: Will. Yeah, yeah, or the um, um or the Orzov one that like reanimates all your legendaries. Yeah, or and then you can get a snow permanent card, so you can get a if you really need it, you can get a snow basic just in, like into your hand. You know. Yeah. Um, which is Which for three mana is fine. Is yeah, it's not great, but if you need it, you need it, and then it also tutors for all those other things too. So it's just like a fallback. And then you just build your deck with snow basics, which is just solid for um a, a white stuff, because there's some other white re- there's some white removal that uses snow. Oh, nice. Um, like out of like out of the snow. There's like a white, like enchant this land, exile target, non-land permanent or something like that, and then it's which is Good. That can synergize. And then if you're, you have white, if you have snow uh, basics in your deck, you also just get some, you gain three life, you know? hmm So it's, it's just super versatile. It can get sagas, which is really, really good. Um, lots of, there's some really good sagas you can get, like Birth of Miletus, the Restoration of Aganjo, Elspeth Conquers Death, some like big sagas you can go get. So it gets lots of relevant things. Yeah. So. For three mana. And three like, mana is
0: tight for and a tutor.
1: Yeah, if you build your deck around it, it can get basically whatever you need in any circumstance, which is nuts. Yeah. It can get removal. It can get a land. It can get ramp. It can get um, a big badass creature. It can get whatever you want for three mana. No other card is that versatile. That's what I got.
0: I think it's a great card. I think I'm going to do a, uh, a quick on-the-fly change. My third card was going to be Mangara. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've talked about him enough that if you're not making your Mangara deck right now, you're slotting Mangara into your Mono White deck that you already Dude, he's have. He's so good as a slaughter. Um, he goes in
1: in any any white deck for sure. He yeah. just kind of puts it work.
0: New word invented, slaughter. Yeah, that's good. Not the not slaughter, but slaughter. Yeah, S L O T T E R. Yeah, because um, yeah. well, you forgot to mention one thing. He's a two
1: four life link. Yeah. So he's an okay blocker.
0: Yeah, he's got a booty. Uh, the, yeah, so he is tight, but I was going to say, I think the card that I'm going to switch to is for my number three is actually mirror entity, which is also two and a white for creature shapeshifter lane That is a one, one, but the text says X generic mana until end of turn creatures you control have base power, toughness, XX and gain all creature types. And I think in any deck running white where combat is going to be your finisher, This is like a great pseudo overrun type card on a body. Um, It obviously doesn't give trample, but like in my Brago deck, it doesn't need it because all my Thopters have flying. And either it's a decent, it's a great, obviously it's like a great infinite mana outlet, but also it's a great end game outlet where you have maybe 11 mana sitting around and you're like, I don't necessarily need to keep drawing cards. I can just boost all my Thopters to like 13, 13s and wreck house. So I think it's a, uh, it's a really awesome finisher and it's a really fun way to do it. It's like a really fun flavor thing of turning all of your creatures that have been there forever into like change lanes and they all become like these creatures and charge in. It's fun. Yeah. No, that's a really cool
1: pick because that synergizes with like kind of some niche tribes. Like that's like one of the best cards in written Siri.
0: Oh um, yeah. It
1: glues all, cause you got to cast dogs and cats in that. Um, and it just makes everything the same creature type. And then you're all you're making them all just huge.
0: Yeah, they all buff each other at that yeah. point instead of half buffing half. Yeah,
1: and then it um, could be good with um angels. Because all your angels are flyers.
0: Yes. Um yeah.
1: and then you're just making them way bigger. You dump you're like into the game, you got a bunch of angels, dump eight mana into now, they're all eight eights flyers. Yep. Crazy. And like
0: soldiers too. Mm-hmm. Just a big way to turn all those one one bodies with mm-hmm. three or four anthems on board into 10 tens with four anthems on board.
1: Yeah. Um, and it
0: is whatever. It is a member of every tribe. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a changeling. Yeah. So. so it just slots right in and it also works with anything else. So very fun card. It's very cool.
1: No, it's super good. And infinite mana outlet, like you said, so.
0: Or just lots of mana outlet.
1: Yeah. I got dismantling wave as uh, my, my third one. Super underrated card. It is 94 cents. Um, and it should go in literally every white deck because it's insane. Three mana sorcery for each opponent, destroy up to one target artifact, enchantment, or artifact or enchantment that player controls. So like kind of three mana, destroy three things is crazy. It is sorcery speed, but whatever, you're blowing up three things. It's so good. And then it's got a cycling effect, so you can pay six white white and cycle it. So expensive to cycle it? Yeah. But then you can, when you cycle it, destroy all artifacts and enchantments.
0: Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's so, fun.
1: So. That's a good card. It's just so flexible. It's like if you really need to fuck up the enchantment or the artifact player, you can for a lot of mana. Which is fine because it's so flexible because you can also just do three mana and blow up the three things on each player. And every every game, like a player, one or two players have a very important artifact or enchantment out. Yeah. And then if you blow up a mana rock on the third player or whatever.
0: Yeah. It yeah, that's the cool thing is for three mana, you can really you could debilitate each player, or you could just wipe the board and also really wreck a house on like an enchantment. Yeah. An enchantress stack or something.
1: Yeah, the flexibility on that is nuts. And then yeah. if you cycle it, it replaces itself. But like, who cares? Yeah. I mean it's eight mana to do that, so but I, just the normal mode for the card the three mana blow up one thing for each opponent is awesome yeah super good
0: and i mean the the
1: full wipe is just there just in case <laughs> yeah just in case it's just insurance it's just free free extra it's, it's free just, real estate yeah it's just extra words on a card you know and extra words on a card is good you know
0: i'm a i'm gonna start being a big proponent of that because yeah. i've been i went and tried to play Yu Gi Oh the other day and you know what That game's got too
1: many words. Too many words. Too many
0: words. We've been talking. I'm going to buy a couple draft box of the 25th anniversary reprint because I want to play Beaver Warrior. I want things to be the way they used to be. Yeah. Uh, Magic is not as bad as I thought it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What is the Pendulum Zone?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pendulum is weird. I played Master Duel when it came out, and it's... I don't know about all that. It's a little too much.
0: Yeah. Fun if if you're into it, but... When I when I back in my day we didn't have pendulum zones. You just put Beaver Warrior down and you said Beaver Warrior tax.
1: In the good old days.
0: I'm not a big proponent of keeping things the way they used to be, but goddammit, I don't want my Beaver Warrior back. I won't play Pot of Greed. Which, you know, as I talk about it and the more I've thought about it since I heard about the twenty fifth anniversary things, it just makes me feel like that's probably how people who play vintage sometimes feel as well. They're like, "Damn, I just really like the way that that first like set was, and that's all I want." Yeah. I'm like, "Yo, I respect that a lot now, because like I don't nec- I don't want to play vintage, but I want to play vintage Yu Gi Oh." <laughs> you got any like runner up cards
1: you want to talk about yeah. honorable mentions?
0: I think I have I have a, a fun one that is uh, an absolute pain in the ass as a stacks piece. It's called a uh, Stonehorn Dignitary, and uh, the copy that I have is from M twelve. Um, it's three and a white for a rhino soldier and it's a one, four, but when stonehorn dignitary enters the battlefield, target opponent skips his or her next combat phase. It's just such a weird effect. Like also like there's no other cards that like cause you to skip part of your turn. You know, it is just so bizarre. And then when you play it in Brago and you can flicker it three times each turn, no one can attack. It is, like, strictly a better ghost prison in that sense. But in any other sense, it's pretty mid. But also four mana to, like, the person with the infinite Goot Swarm deck or whatever can't swing anything is pretty cool. It's it's pretty debilitating. So um, whether you're blinking it for, like, repeated effect or you just want to stop someone from being able to swing with their massive board... It's a pretty cool card, so I would at least maybe think about trying it. But yeah, definitely also pretty backbreaking. Yeah, it's annoying.
1: That's all I gotta say about it. Yeah, it's, everything you said is right. I'm just annoyed.
0: Yeah, I have never had to play on the receiving end of it, so I can't imagine it's it's too much fun. But it also it, it's, it's it, not it, that bad. It it's dies just, to fatal push. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just kill it. But I mean, but. Yeah. It is weird stealing your combat phase. Yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, it's just a weird. Very unique effect. Yeah. And then another one that I wanted to mention was uh, just because I think it's kind of cool. Obviously, I, so here's the thing. If you guys want to tweet at us after the show, I had like 30 cards picked out for this whole episode and realizing that that would take probably like three hours to go through all of it is whack. So if you want to hear all the cards that didn't make the cut. Um, DM us on Twitter and uh, we can talk about it. I can send you the Mangara deck list and stuff. But one card that I found today that I thought was really cool is called Maro Shards. And it's just one Phyrexian white mana. It says Maro Shards deals one damage to each attacking creature. In like a modern commander landscape is like pretty dumb. Doesn't really do anything. Is pretty uneventful. But the one thing that this does hit that Tyler and I were talking about before the show is an infinite army of Scoot Swarms because more than likely you're not going to have a way to buff them unless you're casting an overrun. And I think it just is so funny to cast a card where you kill every Scoot Swarm with, like, a shower of bones. So... If you're in a meadow where you feel like you're seeing infinite Scoot swarms way too often, maybe just try slotting this in. This could be fun.
1: Yeah, because in my experience, where I've seen Scoot, uh, where how I've played Scoot swarm and where I've seen it played is in landfall decks, which typically don't have a bunch of like, what are they called? Anthems. Not yeah. a lot of anthem effects. So. It's just like you just play eight lands, then make 64 Scoot Swarms. And, like, that's, I mean, that's enough, you know? Like you yeah, don't that does finish the game. <laughs> you don't need to play the anthems that don't synergize with the rest of your deck. So, definitely just destroys all those when they swing out, which is awesome.
0: And I'm all for a funny blowout. Yeah. But what about, do you have any runner ups? Yeah. Oh, it's called Reconnaissance. Um, it's a really,
1: it's an old card, um, but it's nuts. It's one white, and then you could pay zero. Which is weird. I don't know why it says pay zero. but remo- <laughs> Wait, let me see it. Yeah, it literally just says pay zero. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah. Remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. That creature neither uh, deals nor receives combat damage this turn. So it's super flexible because you can... Um, I run it in my Alessia deck. Attack triggers. Yeah. So they get their attack trigger... And then if they uh, if they block unfavorably, you just remove them from combat. You just say, okay, well I got my attack trigger. It doesn't matter, and now it's safe again. You just swing with like three or four things, and then which and you swing all of them, and then whichever one they block, you just remove that one. So it wasn't going to deal damage anyway. And then the other thing is that it gives everything vigilance because you can do it at any point in combat. So you do it after they deal damage, and then there's a moment after damage is dealt. While you're still in combat, that you can pay zero
0: and just untap everything. <laughs> That's, I, <yeah>. The <laughs> so, first time you did that, I got so mad. I was, I was filled with salt. It's I was amazing. like, what do you mean there's a point after combat damage? I yeah, was like, a, uh, after
1: combat damage, and then there's still, you're in combat, you get priority again, and then you just pay zero and untap all your creatures. So it just gives everything vigilance for one white mana. So it's super versatile, and nothing else does that. Um, and it's super cool, and the art's really weird. It's like um, I don't know where it's from. It's from an old set, like Onslaught or something. It's not Onslaught, but it's one. It's an old
0: one. Also, Nine Lives art's really cute. Nine Lives art is really cool. I yeah. wish that was like a good, like
1: a playable card. You can like definitely build around it.
0: But yeah, it's fu- it's fine. It's more if you think cats are cute, you should play it. Absolutely. L- also, kind of like Rambunctious Mutt.
1: Yeah, five mana to yeah. destroy
0: a target artifact or enchantment. Not very good, but that arch. I really bet cute. it's getting
1: popper. Oh, popper ADH is probably good. Yeah,
0: maybe we'll have to find out. We're working on popper decks right now. So
1: yeah, I just played on um, EB Shine's stream and I won. Yeah, that deck was cool with Svella Ice Shaper. She's insane,
0: making those ice monoliths. Yeah, icy manoliths. manoliths yeah,
1: yeah, she's really cool. I think I had one more white card I want to talk about.
0: I have, like, the most honorable mention after your other card.
1: Oh, Selfless Squire is the sickest card. It's a four-mana creature, 1-1 one, one with Flash, Human Soldier. When it enters the battlefield, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Then whenever damage that would be dealt to you is permitted, put that many counters on Selfless Squire. Oh, nice. It's just, like, a Flash on a creature, which you want to be... I mean, you want to be casting creatures in white, or it's a Fog um, on a creature, which you want to be casting creatures in white anyway and then like someone alpha strikes you and it's like i'm gonna you're gonna take like 30 damage right now and lose and it's like no i don't no i don't and then they're all tapped out because they thought they were gonna kill you and then you got like a 30 30 and then you just swing with your 30 30
0: that's wild that's uh that's like what that's a that's a what's that card ink it's ink shield shield on a creature Yeah, yeah ink
1: shield on a body yeah which is, it's super cool. It's not, it's definitely like a, it's a low power card, but it's awesome. No, no other color has something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very white and it's very cool and it can, it does win games. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. I, I've Sean, cause he has the Brina deck. Oh yeah. Yeah. he's flashing himself with Squire and then bop someone for having the audacity swing swinging
0: him. Yeah. Yeah. That whole deck is basically, Oh, they yeah. had the audacity yeah. to like Not do something do to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it back to you, but twice Tenfold. as hard. Yeah. Because it also, that deck is either that card or like an ink shield blowout. Okay. Yeah. But I've got, I've got one more card that I think we should talk about. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah. Then, Please
1: look up this card. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll tweet it when this episode comes out. But there's a card called Aliborn Zealot. And it's one white mana. And it's a one-one that says if Aliborn Zealot blocks, destroy both Aliborn Zealot and the creature it blocks. The thing about this card is the art is just a lady holding a gun. It's there's she's it's just a full-on like shotgun rifle. And she's like
1: smiling really like scarily painfully it almost
0: looks like plastic surgery induced smiling yeah it's got vibes of like that like weird old couple that were like that had oh my god they were like quote uh, the, I'm defending my house yeah like during the the during riots or, or something stuff. and yeah. she had like
1: terrible trigger discipline and she's like holding her like little dinky pistol yeah it's got that vibe like old
0: Karen but on a magic card uh, on a magic card it's and amazing it's, it is so funny because it's all it's definitely like hand painted and everything and she's on like a little stone area holding this gun and behind her is just like a serene mountain like they're like she has no reason to be holding this gun it's so bizarre wait it's basically got like death touch it's death touch on it yeah it's basically it's white death touch it's a one 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 so I guess if you have a gun that's death touch <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, just a goofy card. Um, we'll tweet it when this episode comes out because I was while we were like doing research for this episode, I was like, I cannot. After every like, people are like upset about stuff like was crossovers and stuff, and they're like, they're gonna put guns in magic, dude, we got guns, guns been in magic, baby, <laughs> since 1998. It's like, <laughs> you don't know about Alaborn Zealot, bro. Yeah. Come on, dude. Man, you're upset about Rick, you haven't seen Alaborn Zealot. Zealot. <laughs> So yeah, shout out that card. Shout out white. It's a really fun card, or a really fun color. Even if you want to try and like proxy and make a, a mono white deck on Moxfield, just to see what it turns out like, give us a shout out. Uh, send us your deck list. Send us your favorite mono white cards. Like I said, I can send out my Mangara deck list if people want. And um, I can. we can also talk about some of the other cards that didn't make this episode, because we. I think we each had handfuls of cards that didn't make yeah talking about no there's
1: more for sure yeah
0: so reach out to us at command paradise on twitter and uh is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up
1: um no that's all i got um yeah hit us up at command paradise um and hit us up if you want us to be on your stream or um we're trying to play some games or if you want to be on the episode yeah just reach out we can totally just have you on you know
0: Yeah, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, Just have a good time. Yeah. And uh, we'll be doing more stuff like this for each color. So if you also have anything you want to reach out about, let us know. But we hope you have a great time in Commander's Paradise.
1: Goodbye.